Hello and welcome to Conscious Growth. My name is Tom Smith. And I'm Janine Bonetta. Delighted you're here today joining us for session three. And it's all about putting yourself in other people's shoes. When we thought about topics to talk about around communications, one of the things that surfaced up quite quickly was the ability to put ourselves into other people's shoes so that we could see a different perspective. When we think about the purpose of our communication, we typically want to influence people. Or maybe we want to understand other people's behavior. And sometimes we actually maybe want to understand other people's behavior so that we can deal with it better. So whether you're a salesperson and you're trying to sell, who you're trying to sell to is a really important characteristic for you to tailor your communication so that you can influence them. Maybe you're trying to pitch an idea and understanding your audience, or maybe you're just trying to influence people to take action. Like if there's a change going on, maybe in an organization and you want people's buy-in, understanding what their motivation is and understanding what they value and they believe from their perspective can really help you tailor your communication to influence them in a more constructive and simpler way. I became aware of this when I was many years ago when I went for a walk with a group of people and we were asked not to speak, but just go around and experience to walk. And when we came back in, we were asked, what did we notice? And I was amazed for the first time consciously about how we noticed so many different things. Like some people saw a deer, some people saw a hedgehog, some people saw a type of fence that I never even noticed. And what it became apparent was that we look at things differently through our experiences. So when we communicate, we're really trying to influence people. And if we can understand their perspective, what is their motivation? What is their belief? What is their value? It really can help us be better at communicating. Because most of the time when we're communicating, we're trying to either influence somebody or really understand why are they doing what they're doing. Or sometimes it's really for us to understand our response to why they are doing it. And so if we can understand their beliefs, their values, it can really give us rich information for us to tailor our communication to influence them. I think in business, we see a lot of different perspectives in communication. You know, if people are working in finance or if people are working in in marketing or or in sales, the standpoint from which they come is so varied and so so different and their communication and their needs for communication is, is so varied. I think it's also interesting, you know, when you think about people who work in product and whose company's responsibility is to ship things, you know, it's it's also about making sure that they talk to each of these different areas within business to make sure that they glean sufficient information to best understand what customers need. So actually, when we think about whether it's communication of going for a walk or whether it's communication of different aspects within a business and the different discipline areas within a business, or whether it's something like shipping a product and having to truly understand deeply what a customer's needs are through the lens of the different areas of a business, it shows us that communication is really wide and it's a vast, vast topic. Um, and today, what we're going to focus on is one particular area that if you actually get this right, it will really stand to you in your communications to get even better outcomes for your conversations. One of the areas where you can really step into someone's shoes and help them is when you're doing an onboarding session. So you're welcoming new people to your company, staying away from your internal jargon or language that you use that is unique to your company can really help them feel that they've made the right decision to join your company and feel connected 
Let's look at some situations where if you don't step into the other person's shoes and appreciate where they're coming from, how things can go wrong. There's a load of different areas where this can really go very badly wrong. And if you're a manager or if you're an aspiring manager, if you can't put yourselves in other people's shoes, it's going to be very difficult for you to communicate with people on their, at their level. And it's going to be very difficult for you to execute your push-pull skills um, effectively. We'll come into that a little bit more um, later on in, in the podcast. But there's so many areas that communication can go wrong when you're giving instructions to people or feedback or if you're having a career conversation. You know, even in team meetings, if you're somebody who's in a team meeting and um don't underestimate the body language, again, which we're going to go into in a little bit more detail. You know, in a team meeting, if you sit there silently and you're not saying something, there's a whole load of communication that your body's giving off. So there's so many areas that can communication can go wrong if we don't have an appreciation of where the recipient is coming from. And when you think about trust as well, like if you're looking to build up trusting relationships, if people mm -hmm. feel that you understand them, you understand where they're coming from, that really accelerates that connection of trust. And in a world where things seem to be moving fast or where we're just trying to get stuff done, we tend to come from just our own perspective. Like I need to get these tasks done. I need you to take on these tasks or I need your buy-in into what I'm doing. Without that appreciation for where people, other people are coming from can really cause more miscommunication and then cause lack of trust. And sometimes we think the quickest thing to say is the best thing to say without actually taking time to reflect and really think about who am I talking to and what is their motivation? How can I tap into that level of motivation to be able to get them to, to buy in or at least listen to what I'm saying? And sometimes also emotions get in the way, like during a conversation where we are talking and we say something that has maybe misaligned with someone's values that their emotions get in the way and then our emotions get triggered as well. So this can really spiral out of control quite quickly. Lack of clarity can also be a problem with communication where, where, where we are really just speaking from our own point of view and without appreciating the other person's point of view, it just causes so many problems. So we're gonna look at how then do we best step into other people's shoes? And again, this is a metaphor. All right, this has got nothing to do with shoes, but it's just more of how can I see things from other people's perspectives? And we're going to look at what are the things that we can do to really help ourselves communicate more effectively by doing something like putting ourselves in other people's shoes. People go from meeting to meeting to meeting and time is not people's friend. And one of the challenges I think people are facing is that they don't have the preparation time. And so... That's why I want to get my agenda across. Coming back to your point before, you know, I want to get my agenda across and we need to just get things done quickly, 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 because they don't have the luxury or they're not allowing themselves the luxury of time to sit and think about what messages are the right messages to be giving. How is the optimum? What is the optimum way of delivering those messages? I think also then marry that with the different styles that people have in communication. You know, that 
I mentioned earlier, whether you're finance or whether you're marketing or whether you're sales, the style in which you want to give information and receive information is so wide and varied. You know, finance people like more structured, numerical, data-driven, whereas salespeople, sorry for those sales listeners out there, like a little bit of fluff. They like the color, you know, it's all about sale, right? So, so the way that they would communicate, there's potentially challenges there because the way they need to receive information is different. And I think marry that then also into cultural differences. You know, people from the States, people from China, people from the, the, you know, the Nordics, for example, or Italians or French or whatever nationality, they all have different ways um, and different cultural attributes that they bring to the table. And so really understanding somebody else's culture or somebody else's expectation around how they receive information is is really, really important. And it's so, so imperative that we tailor how we provide that information. So we need to understand what somebody else's standpoint is. You remind me of a time where I was working with a colleague and we were going to, actually it was in Helsinki, we were delivering a workshop. And during the process, you obviously asked the group questions, but we were getting no response back. I mean, nothing. Like we'd asked a question, nobody would actually speak. And so we pulled one of the senior leaders to the side just after the first break and said, look, is everything all right with the group? And is it resonating? And he was saying, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's exactly what we need. And I said, but the lack of engagement is worrying because we need to make sure that it resonates and we need to understand. And he just basically said, look, in our culture, we don't like standing up in front of others to speak. We like to talk amongst ourselves in groups. And that was for us was a different perspective that we never even considered. And so when we changed our approach to the second part of the the workshop where we got them to to discuss in groups about what they thought, the noise level in the room just went through the roof. I actually recently, you make, make me smile, I was, I was thinking then about uh, a recent coaching situation I have had and it's it, the individual was working for an American organization and my client was is Irish and he has a direct report who is Chinese and between himself and this individual the communication had really really broken down and uh, and it was so interesting he was aware that there were cultural differences I think he underestimated how difficult it was for this individual to overcome some of those and to give you an idea some of this was about speaking in groups and you know from the chinese culture it that's not comfortable or when you don't agree with something you know this chap was quite a reserved individual as it stood so stepping out into that and you know or wanting to get up and actually be the center of attention to to deliver presentations and stuff this is just not what he he did he was not comfortable with this at all and herein was an interesting one because the company's expectation was for him to deliver this stuff whereas from a cultural standpoint he needed to do it his way but his way wasn't accepted by the organization and the manager was in a situation where he was struggling to navigate the way forward into a place that was actually going to be mutually beneficial for the individual and for the organization and it was totally the cultural aspect that was here the blocker so when we look at people who communicate really effectively one of the things we notice is that they have great self-awareness they actually know what style they communicate in and that we think is really powerful because like when you think about your own style how would you describe it if you asked people 
how would they describe your style of communication? Would it mirror to what your understanding of what that style is? And really thinking about your style and thinking about your strengths of that style because one way can work well for you, but then it can also work against you in a completely different context. So really good communicators are the ones who are able to identify what are their strengths of their style and what are their weaknesses of those style and manage the weaknesses, but really get more into their strengths. When I think of a time where I was bidding for a piece of work, I was speaking to CEO of a company about a workshop I was designing for them. And part of the workshop involved working with spaghetti and a marshmallow. It was a very short activity, but it was a really powerful activity because there was great benefits in team building, focusing on time, focusing on resources and how people engage under pressure. And I was explaining this to the CEO and they were saying, actually, Tom, I just don't get it. And I made the mistake of repeating exactly what I told them because when, in my head I was hearing, oh, they did not hear me. Let me repeat exactly what I said again. And quite quickly they came back and said, look, I'm sorry, I just don't get the meaning of this piece. And then I recognized that they have a different way of listening. They have a different style than how I process. And so I recognized that their style was much more of a, give me the facts, give me the short condensed specifics of the activity, give me the the, the benefits, but give them to me quickly. Do not go into your storytelling, which obviously is my style as you can appreciate from the podcast. When things don't work, it's worth thinking about your style and thinking about what's not working here. Quite often, I have asked people in coaching in, in the sessions, how do you think you landed there? What do you think people would have thought about that delivery? What kind of feedback have you had in the past in relation to how you have impact or how you manage certain conversations? And very, very often people haven't sought that feedback. So they don't, they don't have an external person's perspective on, on how they're doing. And I think that that's something that's important. When people come to coaching, you know, they come to coaching to seek an impartial perspective, to to have an additional sense of awareness. I mean, that's what coaching brings. It, it brings additional awareness, belief and, and responsibility. When I look at people's impact, actually as a coach, it's an interesting one because I, I will look at people as soon as they walk through the gate, I get a very quick measure on visually what's going on for them. Now, if I know the individual before they b- before this uh, particular session, then I have a basis from which to look from. And so I can usually see what state they're going to be coming into the office in. And so, and it's written all over their face, their body language, you know, and this might not be something they're conscious of actually. And so what that allows me to do then is to temper how we start the conversation and how we start the coaching session. You know, if somebody comes into my office and they're in a really bad place, I need to do a little bit of work to bring them to a place of thinking where we can actually start the session. And you can see this, you know, a large, large majority of communication is all through your physiology and your nonverbal behavior. And so a lot of people don't pay attention actually to what people's bodies and faces and eyes and hands and feet are saying um, in relation to their communication. And so they're not actually actively listening to people. When you act actively listen to people, you, you listen with your ears, you watch with your eyes, you feel with your heart, you know, you listen with your mind, you have intuition that give you all these cues 
of what somebody is saying that is not necessarily linked to the words that come out of their mouth. And I think that having awareness of how you're landing with people from a non-verbal perspective as well as a verbal perspective is something that's really important. I mean, we've all experienced the person we've walked up to where they're at their desk, they're on their laptop, and they, they half turn towards you. And you're trying to have a meaningful conversation and they're half typing on the keyboard and they're half listening. Well, that's the impression you get from their, their body language. And it doesn't really give a real strong sense of this is important or I'm important in the conversation. And so, as you said, our body language is so powerful in communicating a message. Some of the things that really good communicators do is they have a certain type of energy, I find, as well, where when they're communicating, there is a sense of belief about what they're saying that is really enticing to listen to. They have a real sense of purpose about their communication. They have a great sense of self-awareness as to how are they coming across, but also who am I talking to? And that brings a real strong sense of inclusiveness, I find. The really great people I've met in my life are the ones who make you feel I am with you on this. I'm listening to every word. They may not agree with what I'm talking about, but they are definitely, I get a real strong sense that they are with you. And that's a great thing to think about when you are communicating. They also have a very strong growth mindset. A lot of great communicators I've come across, they have made a lot of mistakes, but they've learned from the mistakes and move on. They have this ability not to shy away from a negative opportunity. They see it as a learning opportunity and they have this real strong growth mindset that they pick themselves up, they dust themselves off and they move forward. And I would get you to think about that in your own lives is that when things don't go according to plan in your communication, do you tend to shy away or do you have that consciousness about, I tried something, it didn't work, how do I make it better? Because that will help you in the long term be a really more effective communicator. Is there anything else you think that in your experience from dealing with managers and people who you coach, what sort of things they do? I think knowing the balance of the push-pull skills, so the how much information to to give or provide and 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 how much information to ask for, I think is 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 important. Having that balance. I mean, I'm often having conversations with new managers about this, and sometimes managers can come across as real tellers because that's the easiest thing to do. If I tell, 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 well, that's overarching and overexercising your push skills. I think it's important to really focus on how much am I giving and how much am I asking? And when I'm asking, how well am I actually listening? Am I watching as well as listening? And am I reframing things to make sure that person knows that they've been heard? So for example, taking your example there, Tom, as somebody comes to sit at the t on your desk and you're typing, close your laptop down or say, can you just, would you mind awfully coming back in just two minutes? I need to finish this email. Because otherwise you're not giving them the cues that what they have to say or their feelings or whatever it might be are important. Give them the time. And so having that balance, I think, is important. I think the other thing that's really important is following up. Following up on the conversation or the communications you've had, it's really, really important because you're holding people accountable. It's not that you're giving them the sole responsibility to do whatever came out of the meeting. It, it, there's, there's, there's ways and means of following up and holding people accountable that, that is a very supportive way of doing it. 
to put this into practice, identify a person who you work with that may be challenging, who maybe you don't get along with, but also you need in your life because of the work they do or the work that they're responsible for. And think about standing in their shoes from their perspective and see, can you appreciate why they do what they do? If you can, then that gives you a great indication as to whether you're able to leave your stuff and step into their shoes. And notice what's changing then. If you can really appreciate their point of view, notice how you get new information, you get a new perspective. And with that information, how will you change your communication to work with them, to adapt to them such that you can communicate in a more effective way because maybe you've only looked at it from maybe one perspective and maybe that perspective has not been helpful sometimes these perspectives can actually cause you to be emotionally triggered by them such that it doesn't help you embrace the the communication that you want to have with this person but if you can genuinely appreciate where they're coming from i'm not saying you have to agree with what they do but at least if you understand why they do what they do that will give you a better perspective and, and enable you to communicate in a way that would maybe be more congruent with yourself and also give you an ability to to be able to communicate in a way that they may not have understood you in the first place get a buddy to role play with you to provide you with feedback now we know that role playing is really really tough and a lot of people are really uncomfortable with it but it's a great source of feedback for you, for them to observe you. I think also potentially get them to, to video you so you can see a load of unconscious messages you're giving. And that then gives you two really, really valuable perspectives. So wrapping this up now, thanks very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the third podcast. Please keep your comments coming. If there's subject matter that you want us to cover, please drop us a line. We look forward to seeing you next time. Goodbye and take care.